Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. My name is Friendly Rich, and if you haven't already, please go to friendlyrich.com to get your tickets to our Make Good Friday Great Again concert at the Burdock on March 30th. You can get those tickets at friendlyrich.com. And um, I'll be joined by special opening acts, Sarah Jane Scouten, Graham Mansfield, and Olivia Short's musical collective, The Velvet Crystals. As well, I'm going to be doing two special sets, one with Nickel Robertson and Christine Duncan, followed by Viva Mexico Mariachi Band backing me up. So it should be a night of, uh, of truly weird music. Hope that you can join us. And this, my friends, is episode 50. I'm joined by the Woodwind Wizard. Her name is uh, Karen Eng. She plays in everything from the Happiness Project to the Holy Gasp to Broken Social Scene to the Woodshed Orchestra. It was a delight to, uh, to, to tap into the brain of Karen Ng. Enjoy it. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your favorite episode. This is my favorite episode, by the way. But tweet us at Industry Tactics. And here it is now. We're going to queue up for the 50th time the Egg Circus theme to bring us in to episode 50. Congrat this is the sound of me patting myself on the back. Congratulations, Industry Tactics. Going to go sip a glass of beet juice to celebrate. funny holding this <laughs> yeah she's holding the mic like she's on a game show and we're drinking what kind of barbish are we drinking here uh this is jameson so kind of like the only thing i drink but. to your health yeah thanks <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm and uh and welcome you are episode 50 50 that feels fun it's a big number congratulations industry tactics all the all the all the young musicians <laughs> We started this thing with Jeff Burke oh, 50 podcasts ago. That was 49. a lot of people's favorite one, is Jeff Burke. So good. So many listens right. on the statistics. He did really well. Cool. <laughs> We're here with one of the great musicians in our country right now. Does it make you feel odd if I say that? Yes. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I'm here to make you feel a little uncomfortable, but it's a real delight. To, to talk with you, Karen Ng. Sa how do you, you're a saxophone, that's what you say? Or you're I'm a, a saxophone? I'm what, a you're a saxophone? What do you call saxophonist? yourself? Saxophonist? I'm a saxophone. Is that what you go player? by? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, yeah. that's my main deal. Yes. Yeah. But I play clarinet. 
You've been playing course. a lot of clarinet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I play some flute. So I guess I'm a woodwindist, woodwind player, woodwindist. And you know, you're you're uh, the more I look at uh, the liner notes in a lot of recordings, the more I see your name. You know, like I was really impressed, but I bought the discography of uh, Gregory Pepper, episode forty-one. <laughs> if you dig back, and you look at his discography, and you see your name all over it. Yeah, baby, daddy, records. Gregory. He just had a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to uh, to Gregory Pepper. Yeah. Mr. Peps, nice. Papa Peps. Yeah, that was a. Uh, um, that would have been maybe six years ago. Okay. Yeah, I played some Barry, and, I, and there was like a little jaunt there where I was going to Guelph a lot and playing with him. And I remember yep. playing with him in Vish. I think like it oh, was wow. a. Wow. Um, what was it called? Anyways, it was like drummers, him and Nathan Lore, I think. Okay. On drums, okay. and then a bunch of horns. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. You gotta love that community out there in Guelph, don't yeah. you? Yes, you do. Yes, totally. You do. There was a while there I was going there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. And you're, but like your discography, like, okay, let's just kind of start the podcast by, by going into some of the, you, you've played with many, like your name appears on, uh, on many a record. I was actually thinking that I, I'm not sh sure what records I've been on. <laughs> like, what I don't, keep, mean? like, I, I don't, uh, you're sometimes not I forget. Score? No. And, uh, sometimes when I'm supposed to keep score like for cvs or whatever i can't remember yep. and then i start to think that actually I, i'm not sure that i'm on that many recordings but i feel like a lot of my time is spent uh performing Whoa. so i uh forget about the recordings and wow lose track yeah <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> but yeah yeah and i don't ask for them and i forget to listen to them sometimes i don't know so i don't really know but uh was there something else that you saw other than Gregory Well, Hooker? we know you're on the... Let's just try to go through it. You're on the Woodshed. Yes, definitely. That You've been on all those re records. You're a member of the Woodshed Orchestra family. I think that's how I got to know you. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I feel like that's how I got connected with you. But That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but where do you come from? Like, I mean, what other records do you come on? But do you play on before I before I we get into where you come from? Well, uh, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Come on, come on. <laughs> I, I did a duo record with Paul Newman. That's okay. one of my favorites. Wow. It's like the most one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. You're on the of. last Sorbera record with yes. Jay Hay. With That's Jay a Hay. killer record. We yes. should play some of that. Yeah, I don't know if it's out. Yeah, yeah it's out. Can, it's oh, out. Okay. Or in physical form, maybe not, but on Bandcamp? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah like, I mean. <laughs> and, uh, 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 Pete Johnson, see-through trio, I'm in some, a couple of those because mm -hmm. I took over for Mark Labor. You see? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, Come on, keep digging. Connor. Well, I mean, this is a thing when we get. Fucking, you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna write my. CV. We're gonna write your CV. <laughs> Industry tactics. I so okay, <laughs> so we're gonna start with we're gonna start with discography. We've kind of been touching on it. Keep going. Okay. Uh, then we're gonna get into like. Educate. What do you put on a CV these days? If I, you're out there looking well, for work, you put. I don't know. Like, I mean, I the last one I did was, I I was I keep reorganizing because I'm not entirely sure what needs to be on there. That's it's fucking like, boring, man. <laughs> it's pretty boring. We're gonna lose our our beautiful listeners if we design like, a CV. No, we're gonna go all over the place. Gentle listener, <laughs> stick with us. This is Karn Ng playing with uh, Jay Hay. Jay Hay. Yeah. Jason Hay, Jay Hay. Yeah. Jay Hay. Yeah. And Joe Sorbera. <laughs> and uh, we're going to play the title track from... No, what, what are we going to play? 
it's called the imperative. The imperative. Um, there are nine movements, and <laughs> we're gonna pick one. And uh, Joe would Joe would say that we should probably pick number seven. Number seven. I have no idea what number seven is, but here it's it comes really now. Good. Number seven from the imperative. These are compositions by Joe Cerbera. Yes. Episode number. If you dig back. Connect the dots here, friends. This is Karen Ng playing with, uh, alongside Jay Hay and the great Joe Sorbera. Here it is now, number seven. Mm-hmm. 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 
So great. Listen to you. Listen to you squawking on that saxophone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So you no you uh where do where do you where do you come from? I know from the last episode. Actually, I didn't know this, but I learned from Tian. Oh. You went to school with Tian. I went to school with Tian. I went to you went to Humber. Working backwards, Humber was the last thing I did. like school-wise. Oh, bef- fuck. Here comes the resume. Yeah, 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 <laughs> We're yeah, back good, on the CV. Good, 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 good. Uh, No, yeah. And I went to York before that. Um, so so York undergrad? York undergrad, full undergrad. I got a degree from there. and I In wanted, music? Yeah. I wanted more time. So I went to Humber for a couple of years and dropped out uh, halfway through the second year. And, and who were some of your compatriots there at, at Humber while you were there, like at that time? Um, Humber had a lot of interesting people going through there, including your yourself. Yeah, you I mean life. that was like uh, I don't know, uh, Philip George Miles was there at the same time. Um, Hi, Philip. <laughs> and Ida and Aurora Jocelyn. I don't know. There's a. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I think I, I had one overlap year with the K brothers, and or Andrew K was still there. Beautiful. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There was a lot of people that moved through there, so it was kind of yeah. it's kind of hard to. Is that me. your musical family, kind of like so you you you've obviously kept in touch with a lot of those folks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. Like, I don't know how much of like, you know professional work has come from it but uh, a lot of my really good friends are from there so we've definitely kept in touch and yeah but um i love that like you know it was there to network and get jobs or whatever that that didn't really work out (laughs) york too you keep in touch with a lot of those york folk yeah ken mcdonald's oh wow uh dimitri oh yeah lil witty was at humber oh Oh, wow that was that's like part of the same crew um yeah was it good like was humber pretty free for you is it pretty open yeah like i mean because i didn't even really have to be there so i was just kind of there uh doing whatever I felt like like so I just took a bunch of courses and took I really wanted to study with Don Palmer that's why mm-hmm. I went there okay, okay so I got to take a year of lessons with him wow. and it was pretty special wow yeah and yeah um four years at York I think I, I started out wanting to be a <clears throat> high school music teacher and that's why I went to university um but halfway through I changed my mind so. Did you grow up in GTA or no? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I uh, it was basically from around the suburbs, but yeah. uh, I spent my childhood in Hong Kong. So when I was like four to eleven, yes. I was in Hong Kong. Uh, but wow. before that, I was in like I was born in Scarborough, you know. And uh, after okay. that, I lived in Mississauga and then in oh, wow. Richmond Hill. 
I moved a lot, yeah. So, yeah. What was Hong like, Kong like? What was, Hong Kong what was, was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, those were like formative years. I went to uh, a private, a Canadian private school. So we had like OAC and all of our teachers were from like Sudbury and North Bay. And like, yeah, Whoa. they were all, uh, it was like an Ontario curriculum there. And So uh, it felt like just Canada in a box? Or uh, like? Yeah, kind of. It's just an interesting kind of. Uh, bubble that I was in because well actually also all of my friends were either Indian or Japanese or Korean um, okay. those were the majority of students going to that school um, I was maybe one of two or three uh, Cantonese kids in my class like the rest of them were not so it was kind of wow. interesting wow yeah. yeah and you know I like oh, lived shit. that life and just like didn't even I guess like what I, years like how old sorry like five to uh, yeah so that would have been I think I moved there when in like what is that like 91 or two um and then i moved back 97 okay okay, that, okay okay yeah 91 to 97 ish yeah how old are you around that time uh like when, when you're there when i was there yeah it was like four or five and then i moved back when i was 11 10 or 11 yeah wow <laughs> and you pick up a horn when you're here I didn't start saxophone until i was 16 i think nice. <laughs> it was like halfway through high school yeah. Fascinating. And, yeah. And where'd you go to high school? In, in Mississauga? Uh, well, I started high school in Mississauga in grade nine. I started, that was the first time I had music, like uh, like band, oh, band. Like I think before that I played a bunch of steel drums. Uh, grade six, seven, and eight, I played steel drums. That was pretty sweet. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, grade nine, I started on flute, and then I moved to the Burbs <clears throat> and uh, started grade steel, 10 there. Steel drums, so let me back up. I, oh, fuck. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you totally moved on. I was just like steel drums. Steel were drums. In, in Hong Kong or no, here, no, no, here, in, back, back uh, here. Yeah, in Mississauga. So I went to a school that was like close to the airport, and uh, there wasn't. Um, What's was your teacher's name that got you into steel pan? Steel pan. It would have been Mr. Heller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this old, I I barely remember him. Okay. But in well, grade nine, name. Uh, Paul Kaplan was my uh, high school teacher, who is uh, now retired. Right. He lives in Thornhill. Um, okay. There were still steel drums happening, I think, in high school. But well, there was a real it. boom around then. Eh? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was. It was like definitely, and a lot of those schools, I feel like, in Brampton and Mississauga, were definitely like, uh, you know, and we'd like go and play at Wonderland and have a day. To... It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, and Pan's awesome, man. But it, it like it's all awesome, the, yeah. all those schools picking up. I think it's like eleven grand or twelve grand to buy a steel pan. It's not yeah. cheap, right? No, and, and it's hard like to every like. School had a lot of schools had them. Back I feel then. like there's like one guy that tuned them all. Yes, right? like there it's is. Like... There's like maybe two or three in the city, <laughs> yeah. but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so you pick up the horn when you're sixteen. Yeah, I uh, I was because uh, yeah, I had just started flute, and then yeah. I moved from Malton to Richmond Hill. And uh, all the flute girls around me had been taking lessons since they were like five or something. Yeah. So I really sucked. And I just got tired of be- sitting there with them. I was getting annoyed. And like, because <laughs> they yeah. were really awesome and I really sucked. So I moved oh, as boy. far away from them as possible, which is the Barry Sachs in the back row. Uh, and I was like, this isn't so bad. I actually really like this. So yeah, that happened in the middle of grade 10. And then I started playing it seriously, grade 11. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then grade 12, I decided to apply for music. <laughs> in grade 12 okay yeah i was the last wow, uh, so cool. of the double cohort year so i graduated yeah, with the were. last oac year. oh yeah. wow yeah it's pretty sweet it was cool to you guys hear in. that she's really getting into that she's digging into the year hearing that hearing the she, this she's digging into the skull there karen <laughs> i was itching my scalp scratch that scalp karen we love you you can and, hear uh, that that's insane yeah no no it's great you're re- you're super clar 
Okay. Let me get in there so, <laughs> so, so the listener at home can hear the I wonder difference. if you this can like... my scalp. Can you hear this? Yeah, well, yeah, that's Karin. Karin's rubbing her hair against the mic now. <laughs> it's getting a little improvisational here. Improvisatory, okay? So were you... Uh, what kind of kid were you? Were you a weirdo? Um, I You're pretty weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean... We're all you're weird, lovable. aren't we? You're, oh, I'm, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. But but were you pretty? Like what? Uh, what was? It? What were your friends? Like what, who okay, were you hanging so around with? Were you a I punker? Was, uh, I mean, I had phases. I had stages for yeah, sure. Like yeah. I think when I when I moved when I was in Hong Kong, I was a pretty normal kid. But when mm-hmm. I moved from Hong Kong to Canada, then that started like uh, a very long road of of searching (laughs) and trying to figure out what was going on so i don't know i got to like the ghetto in grade six when i first moved back i had no idea Mm -hmm. what was going on or who i was or what i was supposed to be and i befriended a lot of uh awesome people who you know took care of me basically because my dad wasn't really around like very much uh me my brother my older brother was like taking care of me but anyway that started like a really not so great rebellious stage where i was kind of getting into a lot of trouble you have one sibling your older brother my older brother yeah yeah, ken uh he's an animator oh wow and uh yeah so uh and then when we moved to the burbs that like really uh, then i had like a super identity crisis that at that point because i just like had moved from two very different uh communities and and social environments you know so uh that was like my definitely my rocker like i i started like going into like serious rebel mode um did you want to stay in hong kong at all oh yeah (laughs) i definitely did not want to move well yeah i think both me and my brother it's and you know who knows whether it's because I really, really liked it or it's because I was a kid and I didn't want to move. You know, I had friends and... Of course. You know, my brother was older, uh, so he was kind of... I always felt bad he was always at a at a more difficult uh, age. You know, he was moving... Like, I think the first move there, I was like yeah. four or five. And you just make friends with kids. It doesn't matter. You're like, hey, you want to play? And it's yeah. fine. But I think... He, so he would have been like 13, like kind of a tough... A little tougher to... Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, we the moved again. And I think he yeah. was like 17 or 18. He had yeah. like a couple years left in high school. So oh, that was like boy. a really, really rough... Uh, time so we were both pretty mad about it <laughs> yeah wow, so I yeah. uh but i mean we figured it out right like by the time i got to university i think i i uh calmed down a little bit and yeah. like you know uh by definitely by the end of second year i had like partied myself out and then it okay. was like it was t- time to get serious. did it ever get in the way of like you're you're, you're gonna flunk uh yeah i mean mcdonald I had to set you straight <laughs> yeah, that's very true right I, yeah. uh yeah i almost got uh uh, ex- or I got accused of uh, plagiarism at one point in grade or in second year university. Anyway, I oh, wow. first and second year oh, were shit. were pretty bad. Like, and I was I've, it real? I've, uh, no, it wasn't. It was like bullshit assignments that were like, you know, copy these things from this textbooks. So we all had the same answers, but then me and this girl. Uh, got singled out for some reason. It was like, Jesus. yeah, it was pretty brutal. Like wow. the prof, I was like, did I? like run over your dog and not know it was like seemed kind of personal um yeah. she doesn't teach the course anymore so it's fine but well, that's good she's still there though anyway yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah and i think in grade 10 and 11 i was i was failing a lot of classes for sure because i was skipping a lot of school should we name names i mean if you name the <laughs> name you can trust me i'll bleep it out uh name what do you mean who am i I'm naming fucking around <laughs> hey, karen let's take a break and um you know, I gotta apologize. My feet fucking reek. Are, I are don't you, smell anything. I'm a smoker. Of, I can't like okay, smell anything. Okay, you're not picking up any of my foot tones. <laughs> no. Okay, good, good. Gentle listener, I'm sorry that we had to break for that. Back to the story 
So you're not that rebellious a kid. You're keeping it straight, even though there's a lot of there's a lot of movement in your in your upbringing. Eh? Yeah. So I mean, there was like definitely. I think by the time I got to be um, like 13, yeah. till I was like. 20 i was i was not a good kid <laughs> why were you guys moving around so much i was uh i mean it's kind of a long complicated story but the short answer is my dad's work yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> so okay. there was a bit of moving around okay um, and is that why your dad wasn't around that much you said yes because he traveled a lot for work wow so, yeah wow. okay so I mean, my, are your parents still with us are they on the planet or? uh yeah my dad okay. is retired in china oh. uh my mom passed away six years ago oh i'm uh, sorry that's okay yeah. okay <laughs> wow wow so your dad lives in china now yeah he's retired and uh wow. lives in china yeah Holy cow. <laughs> living it up yeah yeah wow wow so i guess you don't see him that often then well i think uh we usually alternate christmases like i'll go over there for christmas and he'll come here Uh, i think he's coming in a few months or something but yeah he tries to come back um i think because he has to uh because he's still yeah uh, you know like any snowbird or whatever i think he has to be back for x amount of time yes okay so yeah so he comes back pretty often yeah well and your brother lives around here or what yeah he lives uh by the ago yeah okay right on (laughs) right on uh works in liberty village right on yeah, I actually just sent. Uh, I, I just discovered the other day that Ryan Driver and Here Trevor Turple um, work in his building. I guess so. I sent them on a mission to try and see if they could find him and pick him out. Oh, that's and I was amazing! To describe him. <laughs> all, all I could just come up with. Just yelling out his name. Yeah, or, I don't know. It was just like if you find, <laughs> if you think you found him, take a picture and send it to me. But the only thing I could think How of describing fun. him. Is, what a fun game! I like, I'd love has, a game like that. He has the same teeth as me. That was the description I gave. He's got those ing pearlies. You <laughs> yeah. can't miss them. Yeah. You can't miss those <laughs> ing pearlies. That's amazing. I want to get in on this game. I want okay. to find your brother. Well, do you take just the, give me the building? I'll just go there every now and again. And, do you take the go train? Like I from, take the go train. Yeah, I, dig, so I dig down. So when do you get off at exhibition? Yes. Okay, exhibition. No, you sure. get off at okay. <laughs> if you get off at exhibition, I know. yeah, and you go get off you at the Atlantic. Up. Joe Fresh. Yeah. So yes. before you get to Joe Fresh, on the yes. right, there's yes. a building, and the company is called Nine Story. Okay. Well, this stories. is great. Okay, we got to edit this out. Okay. <laughs> no one go looking for Karn's brother but me. Okay, we'll take this offline. What a fun game. Yeah. Find the ing. Yeah, I'm into yeah. it. I'm into it. Cool. Cool. Well, so you guys should race, actually, see who can find him first, you or Ryan. Young <laughs> listener at home, you can get in on this game, too. Tweet us <laughs> at Industry Tactics if you'd like more information on how to find Karn's brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what should we talk about next? Oh. You, you've got a, I mean, so when do you get fully hooked on this music business to go, I, I want to keep, like, are you like, by the time you're done at Humber, so like, why did you go to Humber to, to get those jazz chops? Yeah, I think I just sizzling? wanted like, uh, <laughs> it's so funny because I think the entire time I was in school, I, I had such a stubborn, stubborn, stubborn resistance to jazz vocabulary. I don't Holy know why shit. I was doing in jazz programs because I played saxophone. I don't know. And I like the music, but I was like yeah. really resistant. Who really uh, uh, musically uh, gets you going? Um, just in general or as a teacher or what do you mean? Oh, shit. I don't know. Just That's like a pretty big question. I yeah, guess, right? exactly. Um, like who got you hooked? Who got you hooked? I think, uh, well, I think there's so much, so, so, so many things that I'm thankful for in my life uh, because of Dave Clark. Uh, Dave Clark was like definitely got me into a lot of stuff. Um, but I mean, like at that point, you know, I don't even think I was looking for inspiration. I was just trying to get my shit together because I had wasted two years at York, you know, getting trashed and then 
my oh, no. last two years, I, I just felt like I was, I hadn't really been, you know, I felt like I was late to the game because I started the, the instrument so late and I just needed some extra time, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, like I, uh, oh, you know what it is too. Uh, I, I was just telling someone, who was I telling? Uh, maybe Mike Smith, mm -hmm. the day, this like uh, one really, really monumental night where I uh, uh, was asked to be part of a 25 saxophone piece uh, written by Cal Brenders, who I didn't oh. know. Um, and just I was teaching along McQuaid up by York at that point, And my friend Rob McDonald was like, mm -hmm. hey, my friend Jeremy Strawn. Uh, it's yeah, just uh, there's an open people. call for saxophones. You should show up to this thing. So is I Rob McDonald the classical guitar guitarist. This yeah. is great. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Good so we people. taught uh, at Long Quaid for a long time. Wow. He knows Jared through. Okay. Uh, I don't know why New Brunswick. Okay. For some reason, All I don't right. know, or Evan Shaw. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I like show up for the rehearsal and then show up to the gig. And that one single event, that one single day and gig, I met basically everyone I play with and know and and. Uh, hang out within the community like in that one like night they, they were all there they were all there so it was like the 25 saxophones so basically every saxophone player in the city that wow. i i play a lot with now was there so like wow. it was the first time i met Brody west and colin wow. fisher and wow. kyle and all these people and then after that was the uh ascension so it was like uh uh they did uh Ascent, like Coltrane's Ascension. Wow. And shit. so I got to see Nicole Ramprasad wow. play for the first time. I met Nick Bulligan. I oh. met like oh, all these people. Beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. And I was just like, that. this is like the coolest shit ever. Are you, really... Where are you? Are you Are you at York at that at time? At this point, are, I'm yeah. at Humber, Humber, I think. Okay. Yeah. And so, and that was really inspiring. And I was just like, because this is nothing like I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, like Kyle's piece was like insane. Like it was just a okay. lot of, I like, bet. I didn't I even guess. know what any of it was. I was like, excuse Yo, me, fuck. what's a multiphonic <laughs> like shit, you know man. and then the coltrane stuff i was like whoa this is not any of the coltrane i've been uh, hearing at, at jazz school you know like it was it was pretty out and awesome and like so that was that was really my introduction to free jazz it was wow. like these guys it's not for getting to it by listening to it it was just it was shown to me and it lied you know like and it yeah. was like yeah. uh and that's like that i was like i really want to be a part of this community awesome, i just awesome. don't know what it is even or who these people are um and then over time um and i guess through dave like through the wood choppers and then yeah yeah uh you know having this thing where you show up and get to play with a bunch of people you don't know and and maybe playing some more after and then i slowly ah, fuck, meeting them man. yeah yeah it's pretty crazy dave really is the coolest it's kind of unbelievable he is, what he's created in this city in it's this true. country and in, in this country like he's a very special human being he's a like, community um, builder right like we're to the core yeah like, and i mean that's the thing too because that he launched me into that yeah uh just group improvising in general but also he's the reason why i started doing all that like rock touring is because of dave as well like uh yeah because of the cause i met Charles Spearin uh, out of Woodchoppers. And so then... here we go. So we're going to hit the... There's a <laughs> gong where it will hit. <laughs> Chapter four. Rock tarring. So tell us what you've learned along the way. So you meet Charles Spear Sparn. Yeah. Uh, Karn I... meets Sparn. <laughs> I sit next to 
uh, someone who's playing cornet at a wood choppers we play. Oh, for and fuck's fun. sakes. And like the next set, I remember I was like, uh, it, it turned into this like, it was like the 70s spy like surf thing and me and Rebecca Hennessy like go up and yeah, start yeah, dancing yeah. and this tall mustache man that I had sat next to started <laughs> like bobbing up next to us yeah. we had a big dance yeah. party and I was like yeah oh, that was nice I wonder who that guy was and the yeah. next day I opened the paper and it's uh Charles Spearn in the paper talking about the happiness project and I was like holy shit that's the guy <laughs> that he was dancing we're with. back to the and discography like, yeah uh, I'm not on that record you're not on the record very, but you play live I think you play live, a lot, but yeah, live but stuff. yeah okay, okay that was okay. A, that's a whole other story okay. where this uh Leon is the man uh who is wow. behind all of the like he he was a sax player uh and broken social scene before David French and I and okay. uh I mean wow. I was only playing with BSS for like I think there were like five gigs because of the happiness project like that was okay, like the huge wow. thing But he played a happiness project do make say think and broken social scene and then once all of them were like About to to be or just like hitting like they were at such a peak He decided to give it up all of it up and move to the mountains of California to be a monk and so he he left, and then I took over. Leon, uh, his Leon name's Leon. He left to be a monk. He left to be a oh monk. He is God. still in the mountains in California, I believe, wow. and comes oh back God. once in a while. I think he's on the uh, on the new uh, or one of the newer Broken Social Scene records. Unreal. Comes back to Unreal. Like, yeah, it's totally great. Unreal. He's a beautiful human being too. I only met him like twice. Wow. And he was awesome. And so because Happiness Project would play in the middle of Broken Social Scene sets. Um, uh, like Charlie literally called me I think two weeks later and was like yeah. I know I just met you but what are you doing on the weekend can you fly to Chicago and play Happiness Project with Broken Social Scene and so I just like learned a shit ton of music so at this point I think I'm 23 and like shitting my pants and like not knowing what is going on and I go to Chicago and I meet wow. them all and I play and I it was really scary I don't know it was like totally crazy but um, from there on in basically I started uh, playing and touring with Happiness and yeah. Do you make say think? Because at that point, Jay Baird was also playing, but Jay was uh, having Oslo. He was having his first kid. Mm -hmm. um, and David French started playing with Broken Social Scene. So it was like, wow. totally like, yeah, this, all yeah. this stuff. like, And all of that was just because of Dave. <laughs> this all literally happened within like weeks. It all happened kind of like super fast. From, and then from, like, from wood choppers. Well, this is also like, I guess yeah. at that point, I was like about to drop out of school, like, and, and then just launched into that. Like, that so, was like. So, why did you want to leave Humber? Like, it's a phenomenal, it's a weird thing that <laughs> so many fucking great players want to leave Humber, but Humber, Humber helped. Like, it did. Uh, it, no, Humber, it's great. Humber does I mean, what it does without the paper or not. Like, it doesn't really matter. This is the thing. Finish, I wasn't like, there. Like, I already had the piece of paper right. if I needed it. Nobody, like, has ever asked right, me. I just checking. found it the other day when I, like, after good, I moved, good. I was like, hey, here it is, this. you know? I found Phil's, too. I was like, Phil, I found your. And he was like, oh, great. That's, you know, like, that's fun. Nobody like, needs that piece York of paper. Or no, Phil's his is from Humber, a degree. Okay, you know, because okay. at that point they had a degree. Congrats, Phil. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know. I just wanted to play music all yeah. the time. And uh, by going to Humber, I knew I had all the whatever gen eds done so I could just, like, focus on practicing and mm -hmm. playing with people. And mm -hmm. then I got that. And then I was like, and then all of this other stuff started happening. So I was like, I don't need to be here anymore. So you were contemplating right? leaving and you're just like, boom, all this is happening. I'm going to just do like, Yeah, there was really no matter. reason to go back, right? Yeah, like, I was mean. Was it a four-year program that you left halfway through? I, I left. So I, I got put in a diploma program because I already had my degree I see. right so uh, they were okay. like we're gonna put you in this diploma program but you don't need it nor do you need to finish it nor do you need to stick with any of the requirements to it so they, they just let me pick and choose whatever courses this is Mark Permain who was very
very understanding yeah, and sure. was like just take whatever you want and like if you know fuck man he's doing he, York, <laughs> they've done something right over there at Humber man I'm yeah. so impressed and York too you know what's great yeah, about York, York is that too, Ka- right. Casey Sokol yeah. was there that whole time there was this like whole improv community there yeah, and yeah, I like totally yeah. didn't didn't even know about it or touch it really like I, I saw some performances I was like this is pretty cool but mm-hmm. I didn't meet Casey Sokol until we played together like at Guelph Jazz playing one of Scott's pieces like years later <laughs> isn't that cool yeah and I think that's great it's like, silly though I was like I think it's you know. great there's a whole wormhole that you're like shit yeah like, I missed this entire path this whole thing yeah. and that's yes. like all I do now right like is all this stuff so it's just kind of it's kind of funny that I missed it and Brian Katz is another guy yeah, that was Brian there Brian Katz is a beautiful man oh he's amazing he's yeah. really amazing yeah. and yeah. um and Matt Brubeck who sure. I did meet and and I mean but I just didn't realize there was all this amazing improvising going on at York. <laughs> I just yeah. missed it all. Yeah, it's real rich. Yeah, yeah. But I guess there's only so much time in the day and you were focused on other stuff. I guess so. I don't even know what, I mean, my last... What were you shitting your pants over at York? Like, what was really getting you? I think I was... What was your focus there? You were, you were trying to be a, a great school teacher. Or uh, the first two years, yeah, because all all of these you know music teachers I had had yep. were so inspiring. Like Paul Kaplan being one, and Dan Horner being the other one. He was uh, my high school teacher in yeah. uh, Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I was That's just like, beautiful. yeah, they're in, you know, like they've inspired me and like, I would love to do that. But now I'm finding yeah. that more in private teaching for sure. Yeah. Just because yeah. classroom teaching is a whole different as, as we know <laughs> from uh, sure. uh, Regent Park and all the, all the stuff that I've been doing there. Like yeah. the, the group classes is a way whole other game, yeah. right? Like it's yeah, a total, yeah. total other um, context. And I was finding that I really like, giving my undivided t- attention to one person and figuring yeah. out what they need and what what I can do for that. So, uh, and then, you know, I started teaching privately pretty soon or during York even. And I was just like, well, this is fine. I don't think I need to, like, I'm feeling fulfilled. I don't think I need to be in a high school music setting to, to you know, attain the goal of inspiring people. You know, I, I think nice. at that point, just nice being fun. young, I was, I thought that was like the only way I was it's fun how that became like and it's still part of who you are but it's I mean, a large it's, part it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah 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 definitely you're, yeah you're building so much more around it I think which is I, I think it's a really beautiful model like I wonder yeah like I wonder what I have friends that um tutor English and stuff it's just those kind of one-on-one sort of yeah. tutoring things become a lot more like the context is music or math or whatever but you're you know you're sitting down with someone yeah. really getting into their like it's heads. really the mentorship right? yeah no it's yeah. awesome yeah. And it's just yeah. like you know sometimes when it's clear they're having a bad day or whatever it's just like we don't we don't got to do this like what's going yeah. on with you you know it's yeah. like because this is all about figuring out like who you want to be or what yeah. you like or what you dislike and why and yeah. why you make choices the way you do or how you intake information and yeah. intake all the stuff from the world around you you know like it's all that right so and yeah maybe it's a lesson of like we got to get this done like there's something that needs to get done for school or whatever but you're still learning a lot about yourself in that in that process right so i got really into that side of it and i was like you can't necessarily get that except for the wizards out there and there are lots of them like that yeah. do that in a classroom context like yeah, the teachers yeah. i had i don't sure. know how they do it you know like they're yeah, really yeah. magicians it's, it's, it's juggling it's, it's insane live. yeah it's but um yeah. i was finding that i was uh i sort of getting there quicker and uh feeling more fulfilled by doing that one-on-one with people opposed to opposed to doing it in a classroom yeah so or doing things with like clinics are always fun to do, but you never got clinics to know. is a good industry tactics <laughs> term. Yeah, fucking. Fuck <laughs> it's weird to go and be like, "Hi, I'm a, this is like a saxophone that. clinic." Okay, oh, we're gonna talk God about the saxophone. Or, 
it's fine, you know, but it's just like, I will never Ew. see any of you again. I have Ew. no idea what you're up to or who you're about or who you are. And it's really it like, does, that it sucks. It just sounds <laughs> gross. So do you show up with a real, like a case of, like a yeah, briefcase, <laughs> you open up this, welcome to the, welcome to the jet. Do you, are you doing these clinics now? Uh, the last one I did was for Girls Rock Camp, which oh, was yeah, actually cool. super okay, fun. That's good. That's I don't necessarily have a plan for those because they're only an yeah. hour or whatever. Clinician. Um, yeah, clinician. It sounds so yes. gross, too. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, and I used to do them at uh, UTS, University of sure. Toronto Schools. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, like they happen once in a while. It's pretty weird, though. Well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fun where music takes you? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, yeah, it's taking me, it's taking me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so you get, you get the call. You're, you're in, you, you go to Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, what yeah, that. What happens? What happens? You get in that whirlwind of broken social scene. I was so sick that weekend. I was just trying to keep it together. And yeah. I was like, you know, at least 10 years younger than everyone there. It was, it was pretty weird. I How was old like, are you, Cara? I'm 32 now. Just a kid with a dream. <laughs> wow. I was 23 at That's that point. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, man. It was like so scary. 22, maybe? I don't even know. Yeah, anyway, wow. I met wow. them all. That was super weird. And I was just like, you yeah. know, just trying to not fuck up, you know? And, and then, yeah. but after that, uh, yeah, it launched me into all the touring that I do with DMX and, um, yeah. and happiness. And, so do makes is do make say think for yes. the listener at home. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's 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 let them into the conversation. Sure. Do you have any <laughs> questions at home that you want to ask, Karen? Hang on a second, Karen. Okay. So Laurie from from Skugog wants to know what the most uncomfortable thing was as a young. Uh, as a young female musician, 22, 23, tarring extensively, getting into that whirlwind, what's that feel like for you? Laurie, um, here she comes now with the answer. <laughs> um, what was the most uncomfortable thing? Was it difficult? Uh, I was actually pretty good at it, and I'm still pretty good at it. But you, it's you like. You just get in there. I, it doesn't take very much to keep me happy. Like, I, I'm pretty good at just keeping my head down and working. I don't know. So uh, You toured for the last year straight, pretty much, eh? Yeah, like I you, think uh, a Andy year. Sh- Sh- <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy Shaw. Andy uh, Shaw. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, before that, too, there was the tour. I mean, I guess we were going all over the yeah, place. Yeah, we're all over the place. All over the place. Uh, the last eight months uh, or so were with... Andy. Before that, I uh, we did that tour with Scott and the Convergence Ensemble, which yeah. is a very, very different tour and a very, very yes. emotionally, yeah, traumatizing one. Yes, you know, yes. Um, there was that, and I was also just traveling. I think that was a year that I went back to see my dad for Christmas, and so I was in Asia for like a month and wow. or a few weeks, and then I was also. Wow. I was on a Canada Council panel, so I was I did that. I was in Ottawa for a week. I was yep. I haven't yep. been yep. properly in the city for about a year. Yeah, so yeah, which is pretty crazy. But uh, I'm I'm good at it. I know that I'm good at it. I don't like it, not because I don't like what touring is. I just don't like not being at home. Like I like yeah. being yeah. kind of rooted yeah. somewhere. So that's the part that I don't like. But. Uh, at that point, that was my first experience. So it was just like it was a whirlwind. It happened, and then I was like, "Cool, I got to go to Europe for the first time." And that yeah, was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. yeah um, right. And you know, there were uh, all these things. None of it was that uncomfortable. I think it was just sort of like uh, I wasn't the only girl. Julie Penner was the Great. violinist, so she was there, and so we we're roommates. But I mean, yeah. that part never is really an issue. It's more just like I could definitely feel that I was younger than everyone. 
Um, and yeah. I think that, yeah. uh, I don't know, like I just, uh, but yeah. they seem like a pretty welcoming gang. They're on all super fronts. welcoming. And like, Whether I mean, age, gender, you name it. Yeah. They're, they're all, they're all super cool. A, yeah. I think it was like, uh, you that know, across. it was crazy too. that. Cause that was a lot of people that was like, you know, t- touring <laughs> with 10 people, like your first time touring, it's like 30 days in a row with 10 people, like Which nine is strangers. Great because <laughs> it's like, oh my yeah. God, I'm so sick of these four people. <laughs> right. No, you could twist, you can definitely it up, like switch it up. Borg. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I spent a fair amount of time on my own because I just yeah. didn't know uh, cool, cool. what else to do, really. Great. Um, Great. Yeah, so that wasn't hard. But after, I think, uh, like three or four stints with them, I was yeah. uh, uh, realizing that I, I really didn't want to continue doing that. There were also some personal things in there uh, that got kind of intertwined. My mom was sick as well. There was like yeah. all this stuff. So I was just kind of like, I need to wow. not um, be doing this right now. Uh, yeah. And I didn't do it for a long time. Like we did a couple things with Happiness Project, um, mm-hmm. and then we did the tours where it's like you're touring with friends. Like the Woodshed did a tour out to West Coast. Yeah, it was right, awesome. Right, it was right, like right, right. so great. That. But that's a very yeah. different kind of touring where you're it like, is, yeah. you know, you're in a car. Yeah. You can stop anywhere where you feel like because it doesn't really matter, you know. But being yeah. on a schedule like it was with yeah, yeah. these guys sure, is different. Sure, so sure, I haven't sure. done that kind of touring since then till now. Like um, with Shafiq. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was actually really good. I don't know. It's good, probably the good, best dynamic um, for this kind of touring. Like everyone's really quiet and yeah, you keeps were themselves. Saying. Yeah, and like yeah. it's uh, you're the you're the loud one in the van. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like it's either me and me and uh, I don't know. Is Nace? I don't know. Yeah, like it's like they're everyone sort of breathes quietly or is in their own zone. And did you um, play on that Andy Schoaf record? Or no, that's him playing clarinet. Okay. He plays everything on there wow. except for the strings, which wow. was my buddy Colin who played strings, I think. Wow. Um, but the next one coming up. Um, You're on it. Uh, we will be on it when that happens. That's I think. exciting. Uh, it's interesting because I think if he had the choice, he would be doing everything all the time on his own. But because he uh, that option's not available with the way he wants to record, then, uh. <laughs> then he has no choice but to ask people. But otherwise, he would, wow. I'm sure, do everything himself. So that, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. And what's that? Bit, that's been good. It's like it's. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was long. There yeah. was like all traveling in general, whether it's for work or whatever. There's always like lots of ups and lots of downs. Um, but this was pretty much the most tumultuous year of my life, next to the li- the year where I lost my mom. Like it was. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of major changes because I wasn't home. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> will, will you will you go out again with with Andy Shof? When it's time, that shoot, shoot. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> trying to get it out right. It just didn't feel right. Um, I think. Uh, uh, I don't is, know. Is that, is that you know, weird? that's a kind of a weird question. It's not a weird question. It's just like that's the plan right now. But yeah, um, maybe I don't know. Like this is part of uh, the last three months of my life of trying to figure out what I want or what I need yeah. or what yeah. I feel like. But there, there is a chance that we get to that time where that's offered yeah. and. Um, I say no because I don't want to leave, you know, like, and uh, their whole, that whole team, like his manager and Andy have been very understanding with all of us just being like, it's kind of a big commitment. It's like no pressure. You can't make it. It's fine. Like we have a rotating cast, you know, we can, because it's a lot to ask someone to play someone else's music for an extended amount of time. But yeah, um, yeah. And I I know you have a lot of other pursuits and that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, I, I ask a lot of musicians this question of like, you, if you're touring and you're, 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 you're like, there's a beauty to 
the focus and the 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 world that that brings because you're outside of your world when you're in that yeah right when you're in that zone it's a different reality it's like actually it's really hard to describe yeah. unless you've done it like and, and so you i would argue totally like like the, the creativity if you're measuring like what you can do it's like that takes a lot of guts like to a you know i mean to say no to any opportunity especially when yeah. it's got like you know such a, a a groundswell and and there there is buzz around it you, you go like like I think nine out of ten musicians just goes like, oh yeah, well this is the right answer, but like, but yeah, it's a complex thing. Like, it's a very get, complex know, thing. Yeah, no, it's yeah, totally yeah, yeah. exactly what you're saying is right. Because and I mean I think, uh, well, okay, I think two things. That one, this last this past year, I was very much trying to. Um, it was good for me to leave. I wanted to leave because of uh, just like trying to sort of sort my life out. And I needed, uh, you know, at that point there was a lot of playing, mm -hmm. you know, Ken had just passed and Ken I was, I yeah. was organizing a bunch and I was just like, I just realized at one point that I was just like, I kind of need an out from all of this, you know, and, and so that, it actually worked out this nicely. came yeah, up yeah, and I was yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah, amazing. Yeah, like, uh, this is a job like you know, uh, that I, I have, I have one job. I have to get in the van and I have to show up. <laughs> That's all. And the rest of the time I can just sit quietly and literally zone out and think of nothing and not have to organize and not have to wear eight different hats. Like a lot of us have to do as musicians, yeah. like you're teaching and you're yeah. organizing and you're, um, sure. performing and you're rehearsing. So, uh, in that way it was great. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to go and not think about anything at home because, uh, things were like really complicated and crazy mm -hmm. at home. Um, and then now that I came back, though, like, I don't know, every time we came back for a little bit, there was like this huge creative burst where all this other stuff was happening. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff I was actually doing. Like, that's what I wanted to do, you know. And yeah. so uh, this year in particular coming up, it's just like I have all this time to think about that stuff, though. Right. And because I went out for so long, you know, and be also because of grants or whatever, like yeah. I have a full year to just like worry about that stuff. And so if I go out again, that'll probably offer me another time of like, you know, intense focus times where I get to think about these other creative things. That's really beautiful, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's something about it. Like that's, yeah. that's essentially going to the mountain to become the monk and then... Yeah, totally. I mean, you're monking it up and you're <laughs> doing that, right? But at the same time, what it's you were saying before... Yeah, yeah I no, mean, no, what you are saying before sure. is like you're, you get distracted. I mean, that's what the first time touring, I guess that actually goes back to that original question. Yeah. That was the most... Um, uncomfortable thing is like doing all that touring I mean like that was super fun like why wouldn't I want to do that again and then realizing that it because it was taking me away from other things that I should be doing like finding myself as a person or musician yeah. at 23 yeah. you know yeah. like yeah. Uh, and when I got back I was super confused and like had Great. no idea what I was doing but I went through that phase at that time and then figured out what I was doing it's and that's so what I'm doing cool now, right? so, it's like yeah your change of sh your gears and your your change of perspective every time that you do it and the things you learn and mm -hmm. like I I love the fact that like you got that call. You're obviously getting the calls back, which says everything about you. You know what I mean? Like, really, <laughs> like that, that kind of sums it up. If you're getting yeah. the calls back, you're doing everything right. Right. But the thing is that the amount of growth and like now you're like, okay, yeah, I did that. Mm -hmm. Now now it's like a new level of like, all right, now what? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I see you like you're... You're constantly reaching these new areas of like, all right, now I know it. Now I know I can do this. Yeah. Where do I take it? You know. And that's the thing. I think it's just like you know. Uh, I know. I was talking to someone else the other day. You know, just because you're good at doing something, like I know I'm good at that job, but 
doesn't necessarily mean you, sh- you have to do it, you know, should, well, or th- that you should do it all the time. It's the art of saying no and everything. Every time you do say no to something, it's like something. And, and it's those, those, the ones that are like the no brainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say yeah. no for good, wise reason, yeah. I think it like it's, it's, it's all those other worlds now that open up to you mm-hmm. through saying no. I'm, um, I'm and so way, bad way, at I, saying no, but I'm learning. I was going to say there's a way to say no that actually isn't so bad that, that people get and respect how, and admire. How, well, what is, do you know what that is? I would love oh, to know. I mean, shit. I think I'm well, really bad at saying no sometimes. I, I'm just recently trying to explore that whole thing of like not, of saying no and turning things down. It's really weird and, and not, hard. And not to burn the bridge. So like, oh yeah, Karen, Not even burn the no, bridge, or, but just like, because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, yeah. you know, like, and it's nothing personal. It's just kind of like, uh, I think even like just recently, I was just like, I actually, I, I no longer want to play all the time. In fact, I need some time to just sit quietly and not. I just think it's being you know, up, it's the like, only thing I can recommend is I'm not I'm not good at it either but I, I think <laughs> it would just be, be being up front and that's really hard to do but I I, yeah. I I think being super upfront and honest and you know like yeah, there's nothing yeah. there's nothing wrong with that I think people admire I hope people would admire that and go yeah, uh, yeah. I mean on your terms right yeah that's, that's how this has to be done and you know, we can all function that way i think there's a lot of times where i just kind of like i i realized i think last weekend was one where i was just like oh shit i'm playing every night for five nights in a row and some people would be like that's great and i'm like yep. i don't think that's great actually yep. i think yep. i get really tired and cranky and i don't want to be tired and cranky to anyone you know so yeah and you want to be loving every night of that yeah right? and like, not yes, feeling yes, like it's a yes. chore right. or not wanting right. to be there and i'm getting to a point i think uh so this is the part two where you're like you know when you're younger and you're like your jazz school for sure like trains you in this way where you're like you say right. yes to everything oh you know because <laughs> you need oh the God. experience and all yeah. that and so you do yeah. that and then you find yourself where i was a year ago where i was just like i've said yes to everything everything and I have nothing left for myself really or I don't even know what that is you know so it was good to just be like okay now I know that I need to like I because I dropped everything to do that tour it was like a really good thing because now when I got home I was like okay I can slowly build build things back back. yeah yeah and and make sure that I'm not doing too much you know and doing the things that uh, I mean, because really, honestly, I want to do it all. Of course, I just there's not enough time or energy to do it all (laughs) you know so right Yeah. yeah yeah totally um, yeah, do I mean, you, I know that. Yeah, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just. Uh, yeah, you, you, go. you, you, you take it away. <laughs> I, I was gonna ask, um, how many, um, uh, recordings usually play on these podcast things of people? Let's. What do you mean? Like, uh, like, uh, like tunes? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Let's <laughs> let's break to music. What are we gonna play? Let's play. <laughs> Let's um, play your your favorite tune that you've played on. Uh, that Come I've on. played on. Well, or, or of yours. What, what, yeah. Give okay. Me, give so me, throw me a tune. Uh, I've been trying. This is part of my year coming Here we up. Go. I'm trying to compose. Apropos. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I I've been writing. I just wrote a ton of shit. I don't know what it is or who it's for, but uh, yeah, one of them I really like. Is, is of, of a sax quartet and percussion, or I have a band called Dell, um, which I started with Jeff LaRochelle. Wow. And it's four saxophones. We're all very, very different saxophone players, cool. plus a percussionist. And then I wrote a thing for it, and I, I, it didn't work out so well the first time, but then it happened a second time. I really liked it. Um, yeah. So, so uh, who, who are the players? So it's me and Jeff yeah. and Brody West. Great. Peter Lutek. Holy shit. And the percussionist is Evan Cartwright. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty... Delve. Uh, yeah, Delve. Yeah, so this is an excerpt maybe. I don't know how long it is, but... 
Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Here. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's raw, it's unreleased. It's unreleased. It's just Beautiful. a, a you, recording. You can, you can, you, we can share it? Yeah, yeah. Here it comes now, know. unreleased. Okay. Delve.
so uh, that was Delve. Can you, can, uh, it was an excerpt, it was, it was an experiment. What went wrong the first time you tried it? Uh, nothing went wrong necessarily, like yeah, a lot sorry, of compositions. Bad language, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not bad language, because I mean, right, it wasn't what I wanted. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first time we played was the first time we had all played together. Okay. We were all very different saxophone players. And it was cool though. Like, I mean, so we, we all were like, okay, maybe we'll all bring something in. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of amazing. Like the four uh, pieces of paper that showed up that day, like Jeff what a cool, Okay, so you, you sparked this? You said, I want to get me this five Jeff, piece? Well, you know what it is too. Yeah, everybody uh, bring a piece to the party. Yeah, That's like cool. me and That's Jeff were sort idea. of talking about how, um, how shitty it is that, um, you know, now that Kyle's gone, like Kyle Renders wrote a lot of large scale pieces for a lot of saxophones. Yeah. Saxophone players get to play That's in cool. pairs, sometimes maybe in four or fives if you play in big bands, which I don't. You know, so uh, there are these like couple of pieces that we did and we got to all play together and Kyle moved to Banff. Yeah. And Jeff was like, now that he's gone, like there's no opportunities for like a bunch of us saxophone players to like get together and play and nerd out. So Kyle, he was how like, does that make you feel like, when <laughs> if you leave a city <laughs> a lot of your fellow musicians are uh, very sad. Yeah, well, isn't that how it goes? Eh? You leave a void. Kyle Brenders Ooh. tweet us at Industry Tactics. We do miss you. Out we there. do. We think about um, you often. One of my uh, one of my favorite memories of last year was uh, in Future. Did you go to that? Was that last yeah, year that or was two years festival? ago? Yeah, it was no, that like one and it was like I'm At sure the Ontario place, right? oh my yeah, god yeah, it yes. was like so great I was just this like one attempt at this lavish like there were all these like sound installations yeah. <laughs> yeah and like they were like it was it um yeah like Lisa Conway had one and there was like all these like it was just crazy like it was beautiful I yeah. really had a great time but uh, Kyle wrote a piece where it was like wandering saxophones. We're in groups of four. Great. Uh, four groups of four. You gotta love this. And like, and so we play a bit and then we disperse into four groups and all we had to do was just like wander around. And it's and fun. Play, that's, that's, and we'd meet up once in a while. fucking Dungeons and Dragons meets music. Oh, right? super I mean, great. And like, so it was just like a sunny, Capture the flag maybe. Yeah, yeah kind sorry. of. More, but yeah, and you would meet and you would play together and then you'd disperse again and it was just like, we just wandered around and like, you know, Have fun. oh, it was so great. It was just like, you know, like I think my group was like me. Yeah, it was me, Kyle, Brody, and Jeff. And we were great. just like, okay. it, you know, it, yeah. And then, and then I think that was the last thing I played with, with Kyle. And then he, and then he, or maybe there's like the Massey Hall yeah. big band or his yeah. large ensemble. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. like there's all these opportunities that, that were gone. And so Jeff and I were like, let's, let's just try and make something happen so we can play with these people again. And this is um, recent, this, the Delve. Very right? recent. Think, yeah. 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 Uh, our first show was in October. Great. great. And wow that piece happened and it was the first time we were still getting used to each other and I just felt like we were all getting used to each other and getting to know each other so there was a lot of um, playing and it made me realize I was like okay I have to I have to put more specific instructions so that okay. it doesn't get too busy and and then the second time it was like perfect how did you, how did you chart it out what, what, well uh, so oh yeah that goes back to the uh, that I mean, excerpt we heard was yours yes and so uh, my first draft was just a list of instructions on a lined piece of paper, like ripped out of my notebook. Um, but the second one was a, wow. a chart with specific uh, instructions, yeah, like in specific rhythms to play or an interval or a okay. multiphonic, and so it was a lot more specific. And then it worked out really great. Are yeah. you borrowing from Kyle? Uh, from the yeah, from, definitely. From, from, from I think uh, some of what you miss in in Kyle's music. Or? Well, I think I mean Kyle's Kyle's pieces were definitely like a lot more uh, scripted. Like okay. there's like and notated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mine were just sort of like it was a chart, and you uh, you there were like sections, and you it was kind of additive to what 
like events that would happen. Have you done um, a lot of writing through the years? Kevin, no, I've done like zero. <laughs> so this like. Uh, but you've seen it from so many. So many people, and, and I think and, yeah. You know, uh, after all this time not being home, mm -hmm. I came home with a uh, incredible desire to make something. So whether that was like recording or. Uh, composition and people wow. had been bugging me for so long not bugging me but just sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. hey like you're spending all this time playing other people's music like when's your music gonna mm -hmm. happen and I was mm -hmm. like I don't have any music and they're like that's fine I guess <laughs> I don't I buy like, it yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah. it's kind of like yeah I don't have any you know and I think the more music I listened to and the more I played the more I was realizing I was starting to want uh, more specific things to happen and then wow. so it's just like if I that's were to great. compose and those specific things could happen and so right on. Right I started on. doing that um and uh, yeah, I'm spending this time, uh, you know, uh, till next fall or whatever to think about stuff like that. And I went to a cabin in the woods for a week and wrote a bunch of stuff and that was really fun. And yeah, so I'm just trying to focus because it's something I've never really done. Maybe I'm not meant to do it. Maybe I'm not good at it, but I don't actually know. And I have to do it before I can actually tell. Yeah. So, but right now it's really working out. <laughs> so it's kind of, Is it yeah. fulfilling something? Are you feeling yeah, really like um, jazzed? Yeah, no, I really, yeah. really am because I think uh, it's been kind of a hard winter a little bit and yeah. uh, there was like a couple of weeks in January I was just like, I was super stoked because, and I was feeling really fulfilled because of all these things, these whatever ideas I'm yeah. trying to translate on paper and then give yeah. to people and then it turning into music I really like, you know, and I was just oh, like, man. well, this is amazing. Like if I There's could just keep like doing it. that. Well, I think it reminds you why you, uh, any of us are even in music. Come You're just on. like, oh my God, this is so great. There's nothing you know? like it. I mean, yeah. it's so, it's, it's, pretty sweet. it's empowering. <laughs> I mean, the joy of, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to, yeah, I'm really happy that you're, you're, uh, you're, you're getting into this and, and, yeah. you know, and, it's making me happy. And I yeah. like why you're getting into it. Is like is 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 the need to wait a minute. This is how I hear. It. This is how yeah. I want to. You know. I think maybe for a long and, time I wasn't sure what that was, or mm -hmm. I was afraid uh, to say what that was. You know, and I think a lot of my studying overseas was was start seeking that out. Like, I mean, my whatever study grant in Europe, there was like definitely some pretty hard questions being asked of me, and like a. a for me to have to look sort of inward and mm. realizing I didn't really have a clue what I was doing, <laughs> you know, I was just sort of moving through the motions and that wasn't okay, that it would be be better to know why I like things or why I make decisions or what I want, you know, like, yeah. and what makes me happy in general, like those things. Yeah. I was just like, and then, uh, yeah, over time I kind of figured it out and yeah. You, you seem like you're, you're, you're very fearless as a, as a, as a musician, you kind of, I mean, you've got, amazing chops the whole thing but is there a, do you feel as have you ever felt like um i don't know any sense of like uh fear <laughs> yeah or or if, yeah you seem fearless what scares you i guess I mean, or no i didn't mean it that way i meant like like um kind of going through it have you ever felt like uh like regret from on your like of your education because i know we all have like kind of one shot at our education right or three yeah, right? yeah. i mean i know you went back <laughs> to humber to like yeah. fill the inky void that didn't come from from york and you try to piece it together but like yeah what didn't you get from both of those that do you feel any oh, i mean i yeah. know but i know you've got like like let's not call it just the formal education the education you've right, got this yeah. well-rounded like i mean you've seen it from a hundred angles but yeah. Is there an angle where you're like, 
no, when I'm swimming in these waters, I'm scared. I am scared shitless. Oh yeah, no, I think uh, a lot of because I guess we all have that, and it's fucking weird. Totally, I think there's a lot of things. Um, you know, what I had to deal with a lot, especially coming out of York, is um, uh, like not being afraid of what other people thought. Like I really am a uh, part yeah. of. I don't know. I've got the double whammy of like Canadian and also coming from like an Asian culture. I'm yes. really accommodating. I really want to accommodate everyone all the time, which is not that, which is actually impossible. Like you can't actually do that. But that was a huge yeah. thing I had to get over because I wanted. It's like is everyone okay? Are they feeling okay? Do they like this music? Even if they don't, are they? Do they feel okay being in the space? Are they uncomfortable? Are they like you know those yeah. kinds of like crazy crazy thoughts were like totally you know, cyclical and, and ever present in my mind all the time. Yeah, and especially yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're going to do something like improvise freely, like you're going to fail a lot in front of people and have to, and, ha- and have to be okay with that, knowing that some of the times it won't be a failure. And in fact, it'll be really amazing. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, so That's there's, great. um, none of, none of those educations taught me h- how to be okay with failure until I started uh, those that study grant in Europe where they're just like because they were improvisers and they're like oh okay. we, like I'm 60 and I still fail <laughs> yeah. all the time in front of people like yeah. and it's but that's just part of the process there's a bigger picture here you know it's not just this one thing and I think that was like a really valuable lesson that I never got anywhere else where it was okay wow. to make mistakes or okay that what you thought was a mistake is not going to be a mistake to someone else and you just don't know who that is or whether they're there or not or and so how are you supposed to mm-hmm. accommodate that or, you know you should just mm-hmm. let it happen and um yeah, so I think, and I also feel like I wonder what, you know, I've met so many self-taught um, musicians who mm-hmm. are in the free improvising scene or sure, in the noise, sure. you know, DIY scene. And like, uh, they're all amazing. And I, I sometimes wonder what it would have been like if I didn't go to school yeah, at all. Yeah, wash right? it. Wash yeah, it. Just, just totally. Fall on your fucking head, right? I mean, you played like, you know, did you go to, you went to Harris. <laughs> I'm outing yeah, you right now. Harris. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it on this podcast, but, but I know how to wrap these cables. Yeah, so. like, you know, you didn't learn like you didn't go through a formal musical education, no. right? And I bet you you probably enjoy music on a much different level than sure. the rest of us people sure. that had it beaten into our heads, you know, yeah, like yeah, you what know, things I'm, could be like. You well, know? that's the thing is like the fear. Like, well, what I'm get kind of getting at is like the fear of the of of what you don't know because I guess we all have that fucking. I mean, we all have our like we've all tried mm-hmm. to get that for to fill our heads. Yeah. From whatever paths we've taken, uh, you know, but there's always the shit you don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we all have it. Like, and then it, you know, I who wonder cares? too. And like, it's also your musical output. It's like, yeah, yeah. Who gives a fuck? I don't need. <laughs> we don't. We didn't. We kind of didn't need to know any of the path that you just took. Right. So I mean, the it's, Humber, um, the York. It's fascinating. Sure. But it's like, but it's not necessary to. It's like let's get straight to delve in a lot of right. ways. Right? Like, <laughs> let's get straight to the bloodstream of like you know like because. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's more. I think that's more interesting to me. Is like, is the vocabulary that you've you've honed, right? And how you're using it, and what you're doing with the vocabulary, right? You know? And I think that's another thing that I learned and got to focus on in Europe was just like, what is anyone's process? It's all about the process and the journey. Not to sound like super deep or like, yeah, yeah. you know, philosophical, but it really is that because so a lot of our journeys of people who went through school is like going through school and then unlearning all that shit or taking yeah. some of it or leaving out whatever. Like that's yeah. a, all a very personal choice and that's all part of the process. Right. So it's everyone's 
process and journey through that to get to where they need to be, whatever yeah. that is. That's yeah. that's what's interesting for all of us. And I think uh, I really didn't realize that. And no, some great. people, well, some well. of us, we, we aren't going to realize that because our entire lives are built around institutions and structures, right? So it's like yeah. when you lose that or when you take away from that, it, it's pretty foreign and scary. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. totally scary, right? So yeah. it's just like if we can sort of think about like whatever that process and path is, that's what's important. And it's not, it, for some, it's going to be to go to school to just give some focus for a little, like for me, it was focused at a really crucial time because I didn't have focus and it was probably good that I was somewhere structured, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but for others, that's just like not, ever going to be the vibe for them they really need to find it on their own they can't be told what to do like they need to find it themselves you know yeah. and for other people it's a fun process like going through something and then unlearning all of it like that's pretty cool too right? oh and sure just, sure like, to be in destroying on the, it all yes. you know, after like that's to great be in on it and then to be like okay now i'm gonna, I'm gonna totally throw, throw it all, it all, all away yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, i think no, that's no, cool you can only too do that through knowing it in a lot of, i mean yeah you do yeah through not knowing it and, and the ignorance <laughs> is great but i get what you're what yeah you're saying, like yeah. i think I, I think I'm happy that I went through yeah. all of that, even yeah. though it was yeah. like a like in, in certain moments, pretty traumatizing too, of just being like, uh, I don't know, like judged or measured against other people. Oh, fuck. Like, the competition of it all, too, is, awful, is, is, yeah. is, is, is not why we got into it, is it? No, no. But they really uh, like <laughs> it's not like they're trying to do that either. But just the way things are structured, it's going to sort of feel that way no matter well, what. God damn it. It's like it's a it's, it's a it's the wrong model, I think. I yeah. totally the wrong model, but they totally. have nothing other than like that. Too. Hey, wait a minute. This works in uh, in T-ball. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if it'll apply to. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have a whole history built on it. Yeah. So it's really hard to just scrap it. I mean, that's what's so great about Regent Park I think is that like as much as things have been structured a certain way you guys are just being like well what happens if we don't do it that way yeah. like what happens if uh you know as, as much as I I personally like I think I was like having a hard time with group lessons it's just like yeah. it's like well nobody does it this way like what happens if we start yeah. there and then yeah. see where it goes like that's awesome there's not very many places that are willing to make that you know that gamble mm -hmm. of just like can we just try other structures because mm -hmm. the ones we like you know and ask any public school teacher or whatever yeah, no, like no, this no. our structures are is really really weird <laughs> like yeah. it really does hinder you know um the ability and the want to be able to teach properly uh i yeah. think just on a really basic level like it's really difficult to do but, that and the out and creativity i yeah. mean in the foreground totally I think, I think that's what you're gonna lose if it's super I don't know. I mean, I'm on the fence with structure. Yeah. Right? Like for, well, this for is the thing. At like, times, it's, it's great. It's yeah, really yeah. good. And again, I come from a place where I was thankful for structure. And yeah, when yeah. I think about how I teach, I, it's definitely very structured, you know? But yeah. like, I still think that that's having a structure and having a process or having a routine isn't the same thing as the kind of institutional structure we have. Yeah. And like, you know, the way, uh, like, I don't know public high schools are structuring how yeah. courses are, I don't know, you know, like any sure. of that stuff or like what curriculums are kind of like right now and how teachers are, hands are a little bit tied of how they have to plan their curriculums around, you know, yeah, an institution that is like, yeah. it's really hard. There's a whole history. How are you going to fight against that really, right? And yeah, they're right. It has tough. worked. So yeah. what right. are, you and know, like, so it's a, it's, a, it's, an endless, it's a pretty yeah. hard argument, yeah. <laughs> I think, to change yeah. it. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, Karn, yeah. we're getting to the end here, but okay. uh, thank you for opening up. <laughs> what would you share for our gentle listeners uh, at home as a um, where, where a couple more things before we wrap it up? Okay. Where do you want to go? What's the future of Karn Ng looking like? Um, <clears throat> right now. Like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. 
I'm playing at the Cameron House with the Witch Hut. That's a nice thought. Super nice, right? And then on Tuesday, you go to Montreal to hang out with Scott Thompson for a week. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Make sure you eat lots of pastries. <laughs> yeah, from... Uh, Drink yeah. lots of dark Pencho. bar. Uh, we're, That's nice. We're going to play daily duos for five days in a row. Uh, Jesus we're Christ. also gonna say goodbye to the KGB, which is um, the ho- has been the host of uh, a Tuesday Improv Night for about ten years now. Oh wow! So Tuesday is the last one that's happening there. And oh yeah! I play on Sunday with Elcon, like Lisa Conway. That it's like the last couple of shows. I'm actually oh, it's cool. just by coincidence that this worked out, but I'm really happy to get to be in that space one more time. There's nothing. You like spaces, don't you? I do. That's a whole other yeah. side that we didn't get to. Well, but, I know. I know you, know you wanted to start a venue, and that, I'm assuming that has gone away. There were like four away. different times that I wanted that to happen. The yeah, day I win itch. the lottery. Well, you <laughs> were named day. by... Which magazine named you? Like, uh, <laughs> We don't need to brag about it, but uh, you were named Curator of the Yar. Uh, Did I get it? Composer of the Yar. Fuck me. <laughs> which is funny because I don't... You're a curator I of just, sorts. Started composing. It's so funny. Jermaine was on there too, and yeah. she was like, "What?" <laughs> she was, she was kind of surprised. That's too. beautiful. But and so was Chris Willis. But it's yeah. also awesome because all of these people are sure. composers in very different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very curate the, ways. curate what you must. <laughs> right. I mean, we're yeah. all yeah, good. Anyway, good. yeah, that that good. space is closing, so I get to be there for one last time. So that's nice. But. Do you still have that itch to start a venue of sorts? If I had the financial means, I would yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, just well, you got to do it right, otherwise you're doing no one a favor. It's really think, right? hard, yeah. and it's very expensive to do that at yeah. this point in the city. Um, I think efforts, uh, you know, like going towards the venues that we do have still existing is probably pretty important right now. I'm, Which venues? T- what are your top three venues in the city of Toronto? Top three venues, Transac for sure. See what you did there. <laughs> Transac is my favorite place okay. to be. Okay. Um, really, like I'm there every week, <laughs> and it's, it's my nice favorite. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, I've been at the Emmett Ray a lot. Okay. I just really appreciate what Andrew's doing there. It's yeah, really okay. nice. Um, Cool. Uh, there are so many spots. I don't know. Double Double Land is amazing. Oh, it's still going, eh? It's still going. Uh, he's Fuck, a man. I gotta get out there and do a puppet show. Oh my god, you really, really I'm should. I'm really inspired there by that stage. There are a lot stage. of shows so coming up. You should come with me. Cartoony. Right? Okay. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll that go hang like out. A plan. I love um, it. Yeah, good. But yeah, until then, uh, I mean, I'm I'm on the board now uh, at the music gallery. Okay. So I'm really happy to like 918 is like a beautiful space, but it's very it, it works for certain things and doesn't for others, right? Like there's still something about like the living room aspect and what the yes. music gallery started as. Yeah. Like that sort of the yeah. word they always use is clubhouse, yeah. right? Like this like space this. here that we're in house shows. Living oh my god! Uh, Ryan Driver had a house show he did. dinner party the other night, and it was yeah. like I realized how much I like house shows. If Beauty. I could only play house shows. Well, your room is well <laughs> poised for it here. Thank yeah, you for you know, opening it up to this, us. Yeah, this summer, um, every summer, or yeah. starting from last summer. Do you know who Joe Organ is or Zach? Yeah, Hines? sure. Okay, sure. the two of them were doing a weekly series at people's houses and in parks outside. Fucking a man. Yeah, so maybe that'll happen this summer. That's exciting. Here. It'll wow. very likely happen here at least once. But oh, I yeah. love to hear that type of stuff. Man. Yeah, it's, it's really very inspiring. Nice. Right yeah. on. Okay. Thanks for Karen. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, if you want to learn more about Karen's music, she's not on Instagram, so she's a shaman. <laughs> she's a monk on the mountain herself. What are you on on social media? Can we? Give I mean, a little, I, uh, I was the longest Facebook holdout. I joined Facebook for the first time three years ago because I had to because of 
somewhere there and I wanted to promote shows. So that's, that's the only online thing that I'm on. <laughs> Karen Ng. That's how um, you find you on Facebook? Facebook, I guess yeah. so, yeah. To learn I, about what you're up to and dates and stuff like that? I mean, I have like a website, but yeah, it's a it. Tumblr. Okay. <laughs> it's really just Is it a, hard to figure out? Or no. Okay, if you just like, you, you can... Uh, Go to Tumblr and search Karen Ng. <laughs> is, that, is that as easy as that? I think so, yeah. Okay. Or if you just Google my name, I think that comes up pretty All quick. right, do it. Find her online anyways. We're going to give some links at Industry Tactics on Twitter, okay? <laughs> yeah. Get into her work. And thank you for sharing it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to leave on a tune? Uh, Set one up here. You're going to have to email it to me. Okay. So it's more work if you do. Or we just say, fuck off. <laughs> well, how about we leave it as a surprise? <laughs> Either that was it or there's a tune coming. Ready? Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you.